Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the one, the only, Jerry Springer. Yes. Yeah. And uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, in fairness, aren't we lucky? I'm the only Jerry Springer. So lucky. I mean, that, you know, that'd be pretty depressing if there was another one going around. Hey, you by know, the you way. You do wonder, what if someone has your name? Can you I mean, some I'm, poor kid. There's got to yeah, be another Jerry be Springer. There's got to be someone named balance. Jerry Springer. Yeah, and can you imagine how tired they are? <laughs> you know, they call yeah. up for a reservation to a restaurant, and your name is Jerry Springer, and they say, who is this really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, in I a, a few minutes, we're gonna, Jerry's going to talk about religion and politics, and I'm looking forward to that. Also, we have Aaron Coburn, who uh, is our musical performer, and some people uh, yes. supporting her. She yes. is... Now, listen to this. Yeah. This is an interesting hook. She's 14 years old. I have I just socks heard, your age. I just heard the sound check, and she Holy is cow. real yeah. good. Yeah. She's and talented. this is exciting. We always talk about this, Megan and Jerry, about how, uh, Jerry, you and I are at the older end of this whole folk music thing, and we came through as... My friend uh, Harold uh, says the folk scare of the '60s is how he puts it. I like that. Uh, and yet, this here's so here's a 14-year-old young woman who is singing roots music and writing songs, and so that that's going to be a real treat. We're looking forward to that. Uh, Megan, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, always, what's up, Jane? Hey, hey, Megan. <laughs> Megan, can I ask you something? Can oh, I ask you a no. question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we have this thing on our website called. Who, who would like to date Megan? Is that still and it's up? blowing up. <laughs> it's oh, blowing, it's up. blowing up. What do you mean it's blowing up? Give me some numbers. Oh. What do you mean blowing up? Both people Thousands have and thousands. <laughs> I am like really? her crazy uncle. I'm the gatekeeper, so I don't let many of them through. But we have another uh, guy that's going to come on, not tonight, but the next time we record. And he's from Brooklyn, New York. So it has oh, yeah? quite a reach. I mean, we yeah. had somebody from Colorado. Mm -hmm. We had somebody oh, well, from, I think, The Arizona. married local guy that was awesome. <laughs> the married that was guy awesome. Comes yeah. in, came uh -huh. in with his wife. With his wife. And yeah. bottom line is he wanted a free meal. <laughs> Pretty much. On Jerry Springer. Yeah, it was great. Because there's this yeah. really cool yeah. restaurant we're going to yeah, go to. Yeah, but the end of that, that story is they wound up on my show, which That's was true. perfect. True, true, true. And now they're not together anymore. So it all and came Greg's out back. the way it's supposed to It was all a happy ending. And when this date happens, so we're vetting and we're getting finalists and we're going to select somebody and i feel really solid about all this oh of course because know. my first wife bonnie and i are going to be the chaperones in that sort of spanish italian thing where we walk behind and you know megan and her date will be <laughs> out in front this, talking you know scheming you do and not have much of a life no oh, hell no i don't i mean really no for way. you to say <laughs> gee no, 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 don't. why don't we do this honey yeah, why don't we're gonna we go we're gonna chaperone another couple uh I wanted to check with you, Megan, because you, you take vacations about every other week. And the last <laughs> yeah. one, you went on some cruise to Belize and Cozumel. Those are cool places, Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Really How, great. But by the way, you didn't... What, what is the virus... Uh, 
Oh, what is that thing? Zika. Zika. I I mean, they were crazy talking about it all. Were they really? Yeah, yeah, because we were going in the rainforest and stuff um, in Belize. So wow. So you were watching. Yeah, you know what? You use off bug spray. That's all you do. Is that true? Simple as that. Yep. The guy said, just use your bug spray. Just put some bug spray on, and nothing's going to bite you. Oh, that makes you feel secure. I was fine with it. What? Well, we think it's true. Let me ask you something, Megan. So while you're on this cruise. And this is key to this uh, bit we're doing of who would you like to date, Megan? You didn't get married, correct? I, I did not get married. You did not get, shall we say, encumbered. I did not. You're not encumbered, are you? <laughs> oh, I'm trying no. to use clinical terminology here. <laughs> hey, Megan. 14-year-old in, hey, in the audience. You spray DEET on your body. No guys are going to come around anyway. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was right. There I'm were no vacation I use DEET, and yeah, it will no peel vacation the skin <laughs> off your bones. So you're still down with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and all good. So, <laughs> but don't you so, feel awkward? Always. Most <laughs> of the time. Yeah. No matter. What. Most of the time. Yeah. This isn't the determiner yeah, of that. That didn't start with you, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, Jerry. Yes. Gene. You're a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. You're <a> trying <laughs> to get drilled. Yes. You're a celebrity, aren't you? Ish. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So you went to. Uh, Man, I needed a wingman. You know, there was this birthday party, a mutual friend of ours down in Florida. So I go down there yeah. and I go, I tell my wife, I say, man, this is going to be great because I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm working the Beck party because yes. I'm going down as to, to do some funny stuff, I hope, to do some yeah, this, jokes. This, and I figured this, my this very good friend of ours, a very right. close friend, is uh, has a major Super Bowl party every year. Major. And I tell you what, there were 7,500 people there. So I'm thinking. Yeah. Beautiful home and a nice party. And this, let's be honest, this was the first year you were invited. The first year I was invited, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, actually, I was there 10 years ago. I, I was and there that, 10 years you wonder ago. Why, that didn't go well, by the way. Was you wonder why it's been 10 years since I figured I was going to be your wingman while you did jokes, while you were the entertainment. I get yeah. down there, Megan, mm-hmm. and I find out Springer's not going to be there until the Sunday for the Super Bowl, but he wasn't going to be there on the night of the big gathering, the party for this birthday. And it's a significant birthday. And so you I'm were like, left to your own devices. Oh, all these people are saying, well, well, uh, isn't Jerry Springer coming to do some uh, funny stuff, some jokes? And I'm like, I kept looking at the door, Jerry, <laughs> looking, come on, Jerry, us. come on. You didn't show up. I had to work alone. It was a freaking disaster. <laughs> and you were, I find out, shall we say, gallivanting, gallivanting around America. And you were down in, now let's pronounce it properly, New Orleans. New Orleans. You're down in New Orleans. It was you, the Mardi Gras weekend. And what did you do in New Orleans? I was in the, uh, I had been the. Happy uh, Fat Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. Well, thank to you, you Megan, so much. as well. Thank yes, you, sir. Yes, thank you. Yes, Shrove yes. Tuesday. And it's yes. politically incorrect, you know, yeah, just say uh, <laughs> a little of this, heavy little Tuesday. Yeah, heavy yeah. Tuesday, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Pre-diabetic yeah. Tuesday, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my. Yes. I used that joke the other night. I got nothing for that. Yes. <laughs> I got nothing crowd. for that. Tough yeah. crowd. So anyway, so there's the party. And, uh, oh, yeah, so I'm in the Endymion Parade. I was the, uh, the Grand Marshal uh, Back in '98, and they invited me back this year, and there are there are a million people. Unbelievable! Is this I mean, like uh, on the French Quarter? It's all over the city. A lot of neighborhoods have it, but the big parade on Saturday was the Endymion Parade. This was—it's huge. It's a five-hour parade. Wow! 
and I show you some pictures. Obviously, we can't do it on, on, you know, on a podcast. But anyway, it is five hours, and it is 20 people deep, at least, all along the way. There are a million people. You know, that's what the newspapers told us, a million people. And uh, screaming and yelling and wanting beads and... Uh, but I don't now, get that. Why would as, people want why do you want, what, That's yeah, where we that got the about? idea for our show. Oh, I got to tell you, you cannot get plastic like that at Tiffany's. <laughs> the beads we give out were unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, you know, and, and as you're going down the parade, you know, it says on the side of the float that, I, you know, I'm Jerry Springer, whatever. So the people, you know, they're all in a party mood. So they're going, Jerry, Jerry, you know, just for like five seconds as I'm going by. But of course... They're just doing it for five seconds. I hear it for five hours. You deserve that, though. And the security guys who are with me, you know, oh. because, oh, they hated me by the end. Can you imagine? You by the end I mean, anyway. it really was yeah. five hours of non-stop. Yeah. And you're just waving like an idiot. Yeah, and like, and you're like throwing like those beads. And like, as you get towards the end, the people are drunk. No. And they're firing the beads back at you. <laughs> and poor Todd got a welt on his head. Boom. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. Oh. It was unbelievable. And then you go into the Superdome, and that's where the ball is. And people are dressed in the tuxedos and, and, and beautiful gowns. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. But there are 40,000 people in the Superdome. You know, it's where the Saints play. But anyway, they're there. And so the, it's huge. It is just and it is so decadent. <laughs> but that's where I got the idea of my show. Because I went to Tulane undergrad. Yeah. And it suddenly dawned on me now. Because, you know, when you're down there as a college student, every year you go to the Mardi Gras parade. And that's where you see every kind of... Everything. Everything. <laughs> you got your values early. I got my values early. And probably yeah. at some level... It sunk in my head. Yeah. Wouldn't this make a great I'm television you show? Subconsciously one day? became Jerry Springer. Our show is Mardi Gras every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the beads, it's the <laughs> chanting, yeah. it's the yeah. sliding down the poles. <laughs> All of that. Oh yeah, the dancing on the poles was unbelievable. In fact, I even saw one uh, one woman dancing on a Czechoslovakian. Here we go. I was waiting for it. Now, see, I was so hoping. See, not just the poles, no, but. Yeah. I was so hoping. That there we, is no Czechoslovakia. No, the joke doesn't even make sense anymore. You'd have to say dancing on a Czech Republican. On a Czech Republican. And nobody dances on Republicans. Yeah. No, who wants to dance on a Republican? I was so hoping we could do a podcast without a, some lame jokes because we're kind of getting kind of known for just really lame jokes that are just <laughs> Is that what we're known for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There, you know what? There could be worse things to be known for yeah, in this trio. That's a so. step up for me. And, and yeah. I know that you in and... my obituary, I want that. If that could be the first <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Right. You know, don't jokes. mention Kentucky. Yeah. Just mention he told lame jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. Where do I sign on for that obituary? And now that we're streaming live and yes. because we have a 14-year-old young woman yes. performing yes. tonight, I want to make sure, and, and you didn't know that was going to be the case, and so I know that both you and Megan came in, submitted to me some jokes you wanted to do, and no, we are not going to do them. Aww. But the jokes that they... I, I'm going to give you the punchlines of the jokes <laughs> oh, that they wanted to do. So one was sick. from Megan, one was from Jerry. <laughs> one punchline is, you're mistaken... 
that's not my wiener, that's hers. That's a, that was a punchline of one of the jokes. We're not doing that joke. No, as long as we do don't do joke. it. That, no, that you don't Jerry's. do that joke. And, and why Jerry's, would you have a joke about hot dogs? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then Jerry's punchline is, oh, God. I mean, it conjures up. She's like, what's 14. The, <laughs> the punchline is of this joke, now wash your hands and make me a cheese sandwich. That's the second joke. That We are not doing either one of those jokes. I apologize for that. Uh, this is just entertainment gold here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. entertainment gold. Now, shame on both of you. Hey, by the way, Sarah Palin. Oh, Let's yeah. talk for a minute about Sarah Palin. How yeah. is she doing? She uh, approached our podcast going back maybe four months. Yeah. Uh, she lost her gig at Fox News doing political analysis, asked us if she could do work on our show. She wanted to do political <laughs> analysis. We said no. Yeah. And we didn't put it to her this way, but basically what we conveyed was you suck at political analysis. That's why you got fired. So yeah. you can work for us. We'll pay you some walking around money. But it's going to be it's yeah. going to be cultural critiquing, pop right? Culture. Megan? Yeah, we're gonna she's our pop culture. Oh, good. Pop culture and she agreed kind of to do that, did she? She agreed to do it. Wonderful. Now, oh, good. No, she's not gonna go in because I said, look, can you go into the a TV studio or a radio station and Wasilla? We get a real clean feed. No, I'm gonna do it from my home on my cell phone. And so she drops these onto the podcast telephone recorder late at night. And David, I, th I think David's going to play the uh, latest one. Thanks, Jerry. And hello, America. Well, it looks like the rock and roll generation, those guys that live life in the fast lane and have fun, fun, fun going through crosstown traffic in their hot rod Lincolns. <laughs> it looks like their pink Cadillacs are finally heading for the compactor. If life is a highway, baby boomer rockers are all taking the next exit rail. <laughs> That guy, David Bowie, and the, the dude, Glenn Frey, and some guy named Lenny, and the drummer for the, uh, oh, oh, that must be a typo for my Apple or, or something. They're all taking that next rock and roll train to the roundhouse. Now, I hope all you baby boomers aren't there aren't surprised by this. What do you think you're going to get when you're making all that heathen music and doing all those drugs and having all those babies out? Okay, maybe scratch the last one, but you know what I mean. You keep speeding through life like that, and the Lord's going to pull you over. <laughs> now, you might say that old Major Tom, that Eagles guy, all died from diseases that had nothing to do with the sex and the drugs. But that contradicts everything I just said. <laughs> of course, I don't care. And shut up about Keith Richards already. <laughs> well, it's time for me to get my motor running and head out on the highway. This has been another Sarah Palin minute from the gal who's on your side, the right side. See ya. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Very nice. I mean, I just think it's impressive that uh, She's got no that life. we were Talk able about. to. Yeah. And so we call them Sarah Palin minutes? Minutes, yes. God and love uh, her. God as love she her. said to us when she took the gig, uh, Bristol's baby's not going to pay for itself. That's so true. She's, She's got to do something. This. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jerry, I wanted to ask you something. Yes. Uh, what did you want to ask? about religion and politics. <laughs> I know you developed a, a, a kind of a theory about this. And. Uh, well, it, it, it might what, be germane because we're in that season. Yeah, well, it, it just came to mind. I was, the other day I was reading an article about one of uh, Ted Cruz's speeches when he was campaigning in, uh, actually, he was, he was still campaigning in Iowa. And, uh, you know, there, the Christian right is a very significant force in the Republican primaries there. And so he said, and 
it wasn't like a big headline. It was just part of the speech. He says, you know, I am first a Christian, then an American, then a conservative, and then a Republican. And, you know, people kind of understood that. And then I just, I jumped back. He said, because he's, he's a Christian first, then an American, then a conservative, and then a Republican. And you could almost see all the heads nodding. And then I kind of remembered back, you'd have to be at least my age to remember it, but it's September of 1960. John Kennedy is running for president of the United States. He is the Democratic candidate. And we had never had a Catholic president before. And it was a, it sounds silly today, but back then it was a huge issue. And the biggest argument against him at the time was he's Catholic, he can't be president. And they kept polling and he couldn't get over that hurdle. So now remember the election is, you know, the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November, the election in 1960 was November 8th. This is the middle of September and he's got to deal with this issue now. So he decides, and there was a lot of discussion whether he should do it because it would bring even more attention. But he went down to Houston, Texas and addressed the Council of uh, Protestant Ministers in, uh, in Houston. They were having a national convention and there were like a thousand Protestant ministers of different denominations, Baptists, Methodists, whatever. And he went there, and boy, this was huge news back then. And he was going to address the issue of himself being Catholic. And it's hard to imagine today that that, that would be an issue. But number one, to be Catholic and think you can be elected president, but two, to even talk about it, to address it. And, you know, the political advisors were saying, leave it alone. But if you raise it and you say something that just doesn't come out right. Oh my gosh. And the issue, and then he took questions. And one question after another, the implication was that they didn't trust John Kennedy because as a Catholic, they were worried that he would take direction from the Vatican, from the Pope, rather than from our Constitution. And John Kennedy said, if I run for president, I am an American first. And that, you know, I may go to church on Sundays and I will have my religion, but my re I take an oath of office that I will support the Constitution of the United States. I am an American first. And that was huge. And as you know, the end of the story, John Kennedy won by, at that time, the smallest margin ever that a president was elected, uh, just about 110,000 votes out of 60 million. Okay, now jump 56 years later, and a candidate says, I'm a Christian first, and an American second. And you wonder, and no one blinks, and I'm not suggesting, you know, someone should blink, but it's as if, if you are the majority religion, that's fine. But I could see cases where if you want to run for president, if, if you think that you can't ever go against what you believe church teachings are, then you shouldn't run for president. 
In other words, if your religion really is the single most, and I'm not talking down to people with religion at all. I'm saying if, if that is the single most important thing in your life, and you think that you would ever have to compromise your religious beliefs in carrying out your constitutional responsibilities as president, then you don't run. You choose another job. We had that same discussion when the uh, clerk of uh, courts yeah, in Kim Kentucky, Davis. Yep, Kim, Kim Davis. Davis, when, you know, no one told her she, you know, she had to be the clerk of courts, but if she was going to be the clerk of courts, then it was her responsibility to sign the marriage licenses of gay people. Anyway, so here's Cruz. And, you know, someone in the media should have challenged him when he said that, you know, will you disobey the Constitution in order to fulfill your religious beliefs? Well, of course, he would have stuttered all over the place. He has enough problems trying to convince people that he's a native-born American. Um, now he has to say that he would really support the Constitution, even if it's against his religion. I don't know that he would have, he would have fudged the question and not answered. But the media leaves people alone on that issue today. And one of the issue problems is that it isn't clear, you know, all of a sudden it, you get the feeling that everybody puts their own interpretation on their religion. When you run for political office, it's almost as if you have to say you have some religion. Even Bernie Sanders, who doesn't practice Judaism, has to talk about how he believes in a God and, you know, but and he sees God manifested in caring about poor people and things like that. Hillary Clinton the other day at a town meeting had to talk about how the first thing that happens in the morning is she reads a passage from the Bible, etc. It's almost as if we've now put a litmus test on people running for president. I wonder if anyone could ever run for president by saying, you know, they're an atheist. You know, would they be immediately disqualified? But every politician does that. And yet, I, I got to think they're kind of being dishonest because they are all willing to interpret their religion so that it meets their political philosophy. I mean, that's what we do as Americans. It's almost like we go to the grocery store and we just supermarket and we just pick out the parts of a religion that we're comfortable with. And that's what, because you have, let's just take Catholicism. You have Nancy Pelosi, you know, minority leader in the house, a devoted Catholic, church every Sunday morning, the whole bit, very Catholic. And she's obviously pro-choice. And then you have the speaker of the house, Ryan, and he is a, uh, you know, anti-abortion and all that. So, in other words, the same religion, and they each interpret it according to their own political views. So I just think there's a lot of hypocrisy that's going on here. You know, what I would say as a liberal is, how can you be a Christian and then be against, you know, food stamps? <laughs> how can you be a Christian and against health care for all Americans? Would any moral ethic tell you that we shouldn't be helping the poor? Isn't that what Jesus said? Same thing in Judaism. I mean, it's like we just pay lip service to this because we think that's a great way to get votes, but it's almost as if there's a, it's such insincerity because I don't know how that matches up. If America's becoming more secular, I think that may be the reason because after a while... 
We give all the talk about how religious we are and how these are our values, and yet come Monday morning, whatever you said in church on Sunday is out the window. And I'm not just talking about politicians. I'm talking about people in the business world. You know, whatever your career is, would you say in temple or in church or whatever and all like that, and then come Monday morning, you're back in the, quote, real world, and you make all these things which... You know, if you're sitting in a room with God, you wouldn't say, oh, that's really the nice way to act. You know, I don't, I guess I don't know, and maybe someone can educate me, how you can be religious and right-wing conservative. You know, I guess that's what I would say. I'm not just picking on uh, fundamentalist Christians. I would say even Orthodox Jews or whatever. How can you be religious and be okay that there are some people that need help and you're not willing to help and you're not willing to have a society that says that's the priority. I don't, you know, I don't think that's a political debate. I think that's something we all have to deal with our own conscience because all of a sudden it's hard to take you seriously when you say, that's my religious belief. I'm a real Christian. And then you're perfectly okay. Or, you say, let's go to Ted Cruz, and I'll be political. How can you say you're a Christian and then say you're going to turn in the Middle East, make the sand glow, you're going to carpet bomb? I mean, find me one minister that can say that's okay, that you carpet bomb, which means you're going to kill all the human beings there, it's not even talking about a death penalty for someone who commits a bad crime. You're just talking about innocent people. 95% who didn't do anything wrong. You're going to carpet bomb them, kill them all, and then you say you're a Christian. What am I missing? All right, Rabbi Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how can you say you're a Jew? <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, that's, that, that's a good analysis. Uh, I want to bring up Erin Coburn and uh, the people who are accompanying her. And as they're coming in and getting set up, let me tell you some things about her. As I mentioned earlier, she's 14 years old. And we just think this is really exciting that we're not only finding, with the help of Casey Campbell, our music coordinator, people from uh, some from the greater Cincinnati area, which is a tri-state area, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, but also people from across the country we've had performing on our podcast. So let me uh, turn our attention to Aaron Coburn. And Aaron, welcome to the Jerry Springer podcast, Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery. And would you uh, start us off with a song? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let the worries fly. Release me now, don't want me to break out. Oh, release me now, don't make me shout. Oh, don't put me under pressure, my mind must be free. Oh, don't put me under pressure, release me. Let the words fly, yeah. 
Aaron Coburn, and by the way, uh, on guitar, we have Brandon Powell and playing the bass, Dixon Creasy, and 
You, you're amazing. Uh, by the way, she has an album out called, I love this, and this is the old English teacher and me talking from way back. The name of her album is Chaos Before Conformity. That is really a great yeah. title. Yeah, it is. Thank yes. you. I get it. You know? Yeah, it's, it's my like, life. Man, chaos now. Yeah. I'll deal with that other stuff later. Yeah. So uh, from Ryle High School, is that correct? In yes. North, in the northern Kentucky Right down area. the street from yeah. where I grew up. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, close yeah. to where Megan grew up. No. Oh, you didn't go to I went to the Catholic school. Aaron, it's amazing. I've been hearing about you that you're this up-and-coming young songwriter and singer. Uh, Where did you come from? How did this come about? What's your background? What got you into this? Well, it kind of all started with my dad's guitar when I was like, I don't know how old, I was like three, and I played it like an upright bass. But uh, overall, kind of steamrolled, and then I just started writing songs out of the blue because, you know, inspiration. When you get into high school, a lot of things happen, but, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I just kind of started writing and then put it to my, my guitar and album. <laughs> and it's interesting. You have two people with you. Uh, one, They're not classmates. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> how did you find your accompanist, by the way? Because one's at the older end, one's young, uh, older than you, but young youngish as I would say <laughs> Megan I just call Megan thanks, youngish you know. thanks Jean but how, how did you put your group together well um, I go to the same school as Brandon and All his right. sister told me about him that he played guitar and I was like okay cool so I tried him out and uh, really he works good, he fits good jazz guitarist right yeah, yeah. yeah he's a really, really good, good guitarist yeah yeah. and, and uh, then, Dixon I met at a blues festival I do believe it was uh, two years ago, two years ago? Blues, yes yeah. at the Winter wow. Blues Fest and I was like he's a good bass player so we started playing out and now yeah. it's my bass player. Where, <laughs> where are you headed? What, what's going? Where, where the future half of you? Is this what you want to do, or yes, this definitely. is what you want to do? Yeah, I want to go to awesome. college for this. This would be yeah. cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's really Her voice isn't it is good. So what do you guys think? This is good. Yeah. She's really good. <laughs> do a second song for us, would you? All right. Fall in love. About you, about it, it's in the day. You just need to say, hey, and I fall for love, and I fall for you. So you can kick up the shoes, but I'm open after you. And I said, My feet of the line, but you cross the line, but you cross the line, so no returning. You can't go back now, oh. so you can kick up your shoes, but I, I'm up on blues. And I said, hey, 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 About it every single day, you just need to say, hey, 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 and I fall for love, then I fall for you, 
kick up your shoes, but I'm open after you. And I said, hey, 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 hey. Well, that's Aaron Coburn, and you, people have to get this album, uh, Chaos Before Conformity. It just cracked the top 100 of the American radio chart. Oh, you, you're you, going to be heard from. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, uh, that's incredible. Time. And your poise is, oh, I incredible. mean, that is, uh, I mean, yeah, the talent is incredible, but your poise, I mean, 14 years old, that's that's absurd. And you, sir, you're what, 23? Multiple of that. 25. You can't see this on a podcast, but uh, picture Santa Claus. <laughs> well, we call him Angry Santa Claus. Yeah. Angry Santa Claus turns red, but he's not angry, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you really can play that guitar. Yeah, good you can. for you. Yeah, you yeah. Guys good. It's a good, good mix. Yeah, great job. Great job. And you're on a radio tour, is that correct? Yes, uh, through over the summer 2016. and spring. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it also, you have an endorsement for what? Riptide ukuleles. ukuleles. Yep. So mm-hmm. you play the ukulele too? I take it. Yes, then. I do. Not traditional ukulele. I play it like Jimi Hendrix almost. Maybe. Nice. Wow. (laughs) That's what I've been told. (laughs) What are you going to major in in college? Uh, Music or? Music and then minor in business. Really? Mm -hmm. And what colleges uh, appeal to you to do, to carry forward your career? Berkeley. And OSU too, maybe. And what's the other one? Ohio State University. Ohio State. My dad went there, but you know. Good college for business. (laughs) Could you guys take us out on Irene Goodnight? Yeah. And would you let Jerry Springer sing with you Absolutely. on that? You can sing. I used to, no, I used to be 14. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, well, actually, I remember the day uh, Lincoln had just been shot, and uh, <laughs> they, uh, and we just, oh, lame class, lame class, lame. Yeah. Lame. classes were canceled. I remember, it was horrible. Oh. Well, uh, I made up my own verse for the first one, so just... Oh, go yeah, ahead, yeah. Warning you. All right. Yeah. Well, I made up my own notes, so there you go. Yeah, this ought to work perfectly. All right, this should work. High school is such a place It's hard not to stare but when the kids guys drama, I just wanna pull out my hair. Yeah. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Oh, once I went to high school. I was nothing but a fool And then I looked at this girl And, well, nothing happened that day <laughs> I, I read good night